Welcome to Straight from the Author, a podcast that gives you a front row seat as leading authors discuss their book at a Warren Public Library. Today's book, Great Lakes Island Escapes by Maureen Dunphy. Hear about her adventures as she made 27 trips visiting 136 Great Lakes Basin Islands by ferry and bridge. More now from Maureen Dunphy. I'm Maureen Dunphy and um, I live in Royal Oak and uh, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the most fun writing project I've ever done. The research for the writing project was fun. So, um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. I did not find 136 islands just in the five lakes. I also went to the connecting waterways, so the rivers and the strait of Mackinac that counted too. The book I'm holding in my hands was conceived during an impromptu happy hour on one of the best known the Great Lake Basin Islands, Mackinac. After a day exploring the island on rented bikes, my husband and I were relaxing on the porch of the Harbor View Inn bed and breakfast, enjoying goat cheese on crackers with a good Sauvignon Blanc we'd purchased up the street at Dowd's Market, the oldest family-owned grocery store in the United States. It's right on our Mackinac. Um, having shown up for reasons other than Michigan's Republican Convention on the island, they convened there every September. We were there for other reasons, work reasons, but uh, it, <laughs> we were indulging in some very serious people watching as visitors to the island streamed by on Main Street. So when the convention's going on, people dress to the nines, even though, you know, you're on Mackinac, right? Um, so I was trying unsuccessfully to imagine such a scene taking place on our island, Canada's Pelee Island, a rural island where at that point, I, we'd had a cottage for 15 years, and we're going on our 25th season now. How could two islands in the same freshwater system be so completely different? So Mackinac, Pelee are about the extremes for me in terms of the 136 islands. And um, this was in 2009 when this first came into my head. We poured another glass of wine and reminisced about the other islands in the Great Lake Basin we'd visited over the years, Belle Isle, Boblo, and Grosseal in the Detroit River. Beaver Island in Lake Michigan, Manitoulin Island and Flowerpot Island in Lake Huron, South Bass Island and Kelly's Island in addition to Pelee Island in Lake Erie. So that I think that's 10. That's how many I'd been to before this project. That night, looking out the thir our third floor window beyond the lights at the pier on Haldeman Bay to the Straits of Mackinac, I was remembering what very wonderful and very different adventures we'd had on the 10 Great Lakes islands we'd visited. Could there be more islands to explore? Ones that we'd missed? Surely there must be a book that would give me more Great Lake Island hopping ideas. I looked when we got back to the mainland, but I couldn't find such a book. So instead, I found myself ordering a 1953 National Geographic map of the Great Lakes region and spreading it out on my dining room table. Now there's an interesting thing about this map. So this map is as old as I am. And after the mid-50s, when all the international projects between Canada and the U.S. were sort of done, like the bridges and the seaway, well, that would be closer to 59. But now when you try to get a map of the Great Lakes, it's almost always split. You get the U.S. or you get, the, or get Canada, you don't get both. I had to go, I mean, that's why I ordered this map. It was used. It was a great map, though. Um, so I spread it out on my dining room table. I started fantasizing about freshwater island hopping. But when I looked more closely, I discovered, much to my astonishment, that the Great Lake Basin actually has approximately 35,000 islands. I did not count them, so you know, don't imagine me doing that. 
but I did realize quickly that I was going to have to set some parameters. Apparently, I was going to need some criteria to frame my adventure destination. So first, the island had to be in the Great Lake Basin, in either a lake or in a river or strait that connected two of the lakes. Secondly, given that I was not keen on traveling either by small boat or plane, the, land had to be, the island had to be accessible by ferry or bridge or causeway. In my mind, I began stringing islands in the Great Lakes and the rivers together like rosary beads on a cord of water. Somewhere along the way, my fantasy became a plan, and ultimately I discovered 136 islands in the Great Lake Basin that met my qualifications. So in the beginning, after I got that map, I thought, well, maybe there's 25 I could get to by ferry or bridge. And then the number was 42 for a little while, and then it was 58. And the reason I know this is I kept changing my computer password. I have to tell you, I stopped at Great Lakes Islands 107 because after that it was like I couldn't believe I was still finding islands, but I was. <coughs> so then I, there's another part of this adventure. When I decided to visit Gros Eel to see what I might find when I looked at a particular island destination as one of many Great Lake Basin Islands, I asked my good friend Val, who had grown up on the island, if she'd like to accompany me. We had such a good time on the Saturday we'd chosen for our adventure that we went back again the next Saturday. And I have to tell you, this was in April. It was April of 2012, and we had snow the first week. We brought our bikes, and there was slushy snow on, you know, it's like, it's Michigan, right? Uh, but we had such a good time that we did go back, and the next weekend was a little bit nicer. Um, it was on these two trips that I realized the value of having a traveling companion, another pair of eyes, another personality through which to filter the island experience, to say nothing of the enjoyment of sharing an adventure with a friend and later sharing the memories. Um, I invited 23 women friends to be uh, future traveling companions in 2012, and 19 brave souls accepted the challenge. I, I thought they were crazy, like going with me on a trip. 19 of them said yes. And then uh, it took two seasons, and so I ended up inviting five female relatives to come with me. So my mom did Belle Isle with me, and one of my daughters came from Durham to do Presque Isle in Pennsylvania, and another daughter lived in Chicago, and Wooded Island is right in the city of Chicago. We went on her lunch hour. Uh, I stayed longer, but she, she just had the lunch hour. Between May 25th of 2013 and August 21st of 2014, I made 27 trips, each with a friend or family member, to 136 Great Lake Basin islands. Islands in general are good vantage points for looking at the mainland. They're also very good vantage points for getting away from the craziness on the mainland and sort of considering yourself. So in closing, I want to read you just couple paragraphs. This is the epilogue to the book and it's called Ferrying to Island Time. You come to an edge of your world or the end of your rope. Something you imagine to be providence leads you to water, but instead of drinking, you consult a ferry schedule. And then, wait, there are gusty winds or there is engine trouble or there are 10-foot waves or the captain on docking has nudged the ferry into a yacht and there was a two and a half hour delay and then an hour more wait for the Coast Guard to, to arrive and conduct an investigation. This is a good introduction to island time. It does not matter how late you stayed up finishing work, doing laundry, packing. It does not matter how early you rose to load the car, capture your cat who escaped out the back door, 
enter the ferry ticket office address into your GPS navigational device. It does not matter how many rest areas you stopped at to check the bike's position on the carrier in under two minutes flat because after the summer road construction you encountered, you are running late for check-in time and a ferry waits for no one. It does not matter how much you yearn to be on your way to set foot on the freedom of an island. Island time applies now. You are on your way and the island awaits you. Now I'm going to tell you what happened. You gain freedom only by giving up control and riding the wave of what happens next. The several groups of musicians who with the delay are probably going to miss their performance times at the Island Music Festival shrug, grin, and then stake out territory, open their cases and pull out their instruments. Scattered around the ferry deck, they draw in and blow out, bending the notes on their harmonicas, sawing on their fiddles, strumming their guitars. Other passengers join in with stomping feet, clapping hands in time. Musicians may well understand the time signature of islands better than many of us do. Whether you understand it yet or not, you will have two waterborne hours to get over the delayed departure. Meanwhile, you will listen to music, doze to the thrum of the engines, get into the book you've been wanting to read, perhaps drink a beer, have that talk with your friend or lover, meet a new acquaintance. The first European explorers might have called these lakes les mers douces, sweet seas, for reasons other than their lack of salinity. But eventually, four hours later than you expected, the ferry sounds its horn, the heavy loops of mooring line are lifted from the bollards, and the ferry pulls away from the wharf. The two Coast Guard officers wave at you from under the drawbridge as you head out into the onto the Great Lake. You are on your way, and the island awaits you, regardless of what you will undoubtedly have forgotten to bring. You may have remembered to bring a camera, a notebook, and a pen. But then you forget about the camera, the notebook, the pen, and simply watch the sunset over the water. You are here now on island time. It is windy or rainy, cold or hot. The ferry is rolling on dark waves or heat shimmers above the glass of the lake's surface. Your bones adjust because adjusting is the only choice you are given. You packed your intentions and arrived clad in your control. And then you gave it all up when you bought your ferry ticket. You give over to island time. You have to cross the water, you need to pay more attention to the weather, and your choices are at once both more limited and more rich, like tea steeped one cup at a time. Once there, you may find you have fewer choices in food, clothing, plans, a welcome paring down. And with this comes the possibility for adventure in every meeting, at each intersection, with any shift in the weather. The basics of food and sleep take on more significance Sleeping in a breeze, even when the mainland is hitting record three-digit temperatures with humidity. Cooking meals on a campfire or a cottage stove. Or going out to a place where the island locals go to eat fresh fish just caught offshore and to drink wine made from island grapes. On an island, you will often have the opportunity to walk back from your dinner to the place you will sleep that night, and you will take it. You may find yourself singing aloud as you walk that gravel island road in the evening, whether you're alone with traveling companions or accompanied by new island friends. As the engines cycle down and the ferry heads into the harbor, you find yourself anticipating the island you now will explore note by note while composing your own tooth in island time. Thank you. For more on Maureen Dunphy and her work, visit GreatLakesIslandEscapes.com. Straight from the Author has been brought to you by My Warren. To hear more podcasts like this, visit MyWarren.org. Again, that's MIWarren.org.